0: are listening to Mary Connolly, the Cause Coach, giving rise to action, creating fitness of mind and body, making the world better through running. Hello and welcome back to the Cause Coach podcast where we meet at the intersection of running and fundraising. I am your host Mary Connolly and today we are again talking fundraising. In January and February, I discussed my eight steps to charity running success. Uh, so far, we have covered steps one through five. Today, we're going to wrap it up with step with the final three steps. Uh, if you are uh, just joining us and have not listened to parts one and two, please go and listen to those and learn the first five steps first. Uh, that's really all the prep work that you need to do before you move on to these final three steps, um, which are really the doing part of the plan. Um, and you're going to, you know, cycle through these steps repeat repeatedly, uh, until you, uh, run your race and wrap this up. Um, but you really need to do the prep work. Uh, so again, uh, if you haven't done so, uh, go back and listen to parts one and two first. Um, If you haven't started working on the first five steps, uh, that's okay. Uh, You can still tighten up the timeline as I've presented it and be ready to move on to these steps uh, within a couple weeks uh, and still have plenty of time for fundraising activities. You know, ideally, uh, it's always my goal to reach my minimum fundraising commitment uh, before the marathon training starts. So for those of you running Chicago. That's the first week in June. Um, you know, have, have I, you know, started later and still succeeded in reaching my goal? Absolutely. Um, you know, although, you know, it's a, a bit more, sh- uh, stressed and, um, uh, stressful and, uh, you know, I, I, I know that I could have raised more money if I had started earlier. So, um, you know, my plan is not just about getting you to your minimum fundraising commitment, but maximizing what you're able to do for your charity. So let's move on. I'm going to do a quick recap of the first five steps. Um, Assuming you have committed to a meaningful cause whose mission uh, you can be passionate about, Um, you have moved on to the first five steps. Um, the, the first is that you've gotten to know the organization, uh, you've researched them. Hopefully you've had an opportunity to visit, um, and maybe even an opportunity to volunteer. That, um, certainly, um, adds something, uh, to that step. Uh, The second step, uh, in the second step, you've developed your ask. Uh, So in other words, you've crafted your communications and you've set up your uh, your online fundraising page. Uh, You've also, um, in step three, created a list of prospective donors Um, in step four, um, you've planned your ask, you've taken that list of prospective donors, um, and you have, uh, developed it a little bit further to create some priorities. And, and this, you know, this step is, um, you know, super important because you're you're not going to do an adequate job on the last three steps that we're going to talk about today without it. So that's very important. And step five, also super important, um, you've donated to your own fundraiser. So if you've, you've done all of that, you are ready to start on steps six, seven, and eight. Those three steps in a nutshell are ask, thank, update. Um, so let's take a a deeper look at each of those, uh, starting with step six, which is ask, uh, Basically, uh, you're going to be asking your best prospects first, uh, and as, uh, as close to in-person as possible. So You know, these people are, you know, your parents, your siblings, your rich uncle, your best friend, um, you know, maybe your boss and maybe the owner of that restaurant you go to every Friday night. Um, The idea is that these people are more likely to give um, and make larger donations. So you'll be already halfway to your goal before you ask others. Uh, We hold off on the social media posts until the last third of your fundraising because those are um, more likely to be smaller gifts. So, look back at the prospect list you created in steps three and four. Um, You'll recall that we assigned uh, each of them to three groups based on a rating that you gave them. Uh, The rating was based on their capacity to give, uh, their affinity to the cause, um, and how motivated you think that they will be to give. Um, That first group uh, includes the people most likely to give a hundred dollars or more and who you were very comfortable speaking with about what you're doing. This is your personal ask list. You should now begin to reach out to these people. Um, and you know, this is, this is your, your April task. Uh, so this is something you can do throughout April, set aside, um, a little time, um, each day, each week, uh, to work on this. you know, start the conversation by telling them what you're doing, why you're running for charity, and why you chose the cause that you have. So, the conversation with your run your, your rich uncle may go something like this: "Hello, Uncle Joe. I'm not sure if you heard, but I'm running uh, the Chicago Marathon in October." Uh, And as part of it, I'm going to be raising money for the XYZ Community Center, which is right in my neighborhood. Um, They do so many wonderful things to um, help asset-limited, income-constrained working families right here in Chicago. Um, They provide daycare and after-school programs, uh, continuing education and financial literacy classes. Uh, uh, They have a medical clinic and a food pantry. Last year, they helped 500 families find a path to financial independence. I am so grateful for all that I have, um, you know, I have been given in my life um, that I really wanted to pay it forward. So something simple like that. If you can articulate your why enthusiastically and passionately, uh, the response you get will um, probably be something along the lines of, of course, I'll give or, you know, what do you want Um, before you even ask? Uh, do not be afraid to communicate a specific dollar amount. Um, actually I, I recommend it because people don't often know what an appropriate amount would be. Um, you know, also don't be afraid of asking for much more than you want. Um, it's more likely that you could offend somebody by asking for too little than too much. Um, I have asked people for some ridiculous amounts of money to which they have actually laughed in, in response. And they still gave me twice as much as the target amount I had planned for. So, um, you know, ask for, uh, ask for more than you're looking for. One of the greatest experiences that I ever had as a charity runner was asking someone because you know I knew that they had the capacity to give, and I knew that they always had taken an interest in my running and my career. Uh, although they didn't um, really have an affinity for the cause, which was um, Gilda's Club Northern New Jersey uh, at the time, they uh, you know they lived out of state. they really didn't have firsthand experience with the organization's mission, which was providing social and emotional support to people living with cancer. Um, I was, however, in my first year as CEO of the organization, and I was running my third marathon and and those are two um, two things that this uh, prospective donor um, did care about. so when I asked them the first thing they asked me in response was, what's your goal? So I told them about my vision for the organization and what I hope to do with the money that we raised. Um, and I also said that I hope to finish in under four hours, uh, which I realized after I said it was a bit of a lofty goal since it would mean taking almost 45 minutes off by marathon time, but I put it out there. So, uh, and of course, um, you know, their their response um in light of that goal. Well, they first said, I'll pledge 500 dollars a mile. And if you finish in under four hours, I'll bump it up to a thousand. Um, so that is a total of of thirteen thousand dollars versus twenty-six thousand dollars. I mean, obviously, um, either would be incredibly awesome. Um, but of course at that point I figured I better up my training because I was going for the full amount. Um, And I will tell you that I was on pace uh, through about mile 16 to finish under four hours. And then, of course, hit the proverbial wall. Um, I did get um, a second wind and uh, finished in 4.11. And while I was, you know, partly thrilled that I cut, uh, you know, more than 30 minutes off my previous best time, I had thought that I had blown thirteen thousand uh, dollars but when I got home I had an email from my donor um, that said 411 close enough I'll give you the full amount <laughs> so the moral of that story is simply ask um, you have no idea what might motivate people to give um, and maybe they'll give uh, you know something that is more than you can ever imagine um, the worst outcome um, is that someone just says no. Um, and in that case, you're only left with what you would have had if you hadn't asked. Um, but the potential to get so much more is there when you simply ask. So spend the month of April making these personal asks. Um, you know, if someone says no, just make a note of it on your spreadsheet, thank them for listening to your pitch and simply continue to update them on your progress. You know, they made decide eventually to make a small gift or they may not. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, there is a slew of personal reasons why someone doesn't give. You should never take a no personally. Again, just thank them for their time and, and move on. Um, then eventually, um, and you can mark your calendars to do this in May, you will be moving on to the next group of donors. Um, uh, you will be asking, uh, in the second part of this, uh, those who you determined were less likely to make larger gifts and were likely to respond to an email. Um, so look back on the communications that you created in step two. Uh, you now want to put that in an email, um, include the link to your fundraising, uh, page and, you know, send it to all the people, uh, in this group. And since not everyone gets to their emails in a timely manner, um, and email communications can often get lost in the clutter, I recommend sending this to everyone who hasn't responded um, again, even uh, even a couple of times. The last group um, uh, is the group that you will be asking on social media. Um, this is basically everyone else you know. Um, people you may not have felt comfortable speaking with one-on-one about your fundraising effort or, um, you know, people that you don't, um, typically connect with over email. Um, at some point, um, for Chicago marathon thoners, this would be early June, um, just before formal marathon training starts, craft a social media post, um, you know, which will vary in content and length depending on the platforms you're you're using. Uh, It can start out something like, you know, this week I'm starting my training for the 2022 Chicago Marathon and I need your help. And then it should include some of the compelling and passionate plea that was part of your email, but a lot lot shorter. Um, Include a photo to help your post stand out and uh, the link to your fundraising page so they they know how to complete the transaction and uh, repeat these posts as often as you feel comfortable with. So so that's you know those those are your asks. Um, and you know, I remind you that steps six through eight are cyclical. So you will keep moving through these steps continually until you finish your race. So the next step, step seven, is to thank your donors. And I cannot emphasize how important, um, I cannot, I I cannot overemphasize how important this step is and that it should be personal. Um, the platform that you're using for collecting online gifts will typically send out an automatic acknowledgement, um, to each donor for their gift. Uh, This is not enough. Um, you need to send an acknowledgement that comes from you. Personally expressing your gratitude um, for the gift and the impact that it will have on this cause that's so important to you. Uh, this person ag- acknowledgement, you know, could take the form of a social media post um, or message, um, uh, an email or text message, but it's even more impactful when it comes as a handwritten thank you note. People rarely send handwritten notes in snail mail anymore, so it will help your stand out and really show that you care about what this person did for you. Um, and don't be afraid to use uh, you know, multiple, multiple vehicles to acknowledge someone's gift. Uh, you know, By thanking donors in a social media post where you can tag them, you also help apply some peer pressure to mutual friends who see the post. Um, But in doing that, don't overlook the opportunities to also do a more personal acknowledgement. And whenever possible, that should definitely be a handwritten note. The final step, step eight, is to update your donors and follow up with prospects. Um, We are currently a little over 26 weeks, six months um, from the Chicago Marathon. Those of you running New York uh, have a little more time. Um, so I'd recommend doing a monthly update, uh, both through email, um, maybe more frequently on social media, um, and then increase the email updates to once a week when you get into that final month before the marathon, let your donors and prospects know how you are, you know, progressing in both your fundraising and your training, as people see the success that you're having as a fundraiser or how close you are getting up to a goal, um, those on the fence may choose to finally give. Um, and those who gave already may choose to make another gift. Um, it's also good for people to see how you're progressing in your training, especially if this is your first marathon, um, you know, highlight, uh, your first double digit long run or your first big 20 miler. Um, and, you use photos on social media. I, I can't stress that enough. Um, you know, one other thing I want to add here too, is, you know, if you do, uh, you know, you set a goal up there, say it's $2,000 um, and you start to get to $2,000, well, bump up the goal. If you still have, a, if you're still, you know, weeks or months out from your marathon, keep, you know, when you get to get close to 2000, bump it up to 2500. When you get close to 2500, bump it up to, you know, 2750 or 3000. Just keep, you know, don't ever let anybody think that you've actually made your call. Just keep bumping it up. Um, you know, and then you can announce at the very, at the very end that you're, you know, um, you know, you just let people know that you want to really maximize what you're, uh, what you're doing. So um, the other thing I would say about the um, your email updates, I'd recommend segregating the list into donors and people who have yet to donate so that you can craft the message um, a, a little differently for each. Um, you know, I never realized how important these continual updates were until I ran a crazy half marathon fundraiser in 2013 uh, for an organization founded by uh, some friends of mine. I talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago uh, when Robin and Dave Dubin from Eleven Kicking were my guests. Uh, my challenge was to run 13 uh, half marathons in 2013, uh, because a half is 13.1 miles. Um, you know, the nature of not having a single event but 13 of them spread across 11 months, forced me to do regular updates reporting on my progress. And that was the first time that I realized that people will give a second or even a third donation. Um, Or people who hadn't given to the first appeal uh, gave later, uh, some months later. Uh, Of course, don't Uh, forget to follow up with anyone who said they'd give but hasn't completed the transaction. You know, a simple message. uh, Thank you for your commitment to support my marathon fundraiser. Here's the link to make a secure online donation. Please let me know if you need any more information about the organization or impact your donation will make. Um, of course, there will be people who who will need more information before they can make a gift. Um, if you don't have the answer, you know, reach out to the organization uh, to get what the donor needs. Sometimes it's as simple as a their um, uh, empo- uh, employee identification number or. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, to view their uh, IRS form 990 or something like that. They, you know, want to do a little more research about the organization. So um, if you don't know where to find that the organization uh, can certainly help. Um, and make sure that you do any necessary follow-up in a timely manner. <laughs> so that, you know, so that's it. Uh, those are the last three steps. Ask, thank, update. Uh, and then repeat. As I've, as I've said before, it's a continual cycle. Uh, if you follow all the steps as I've presented them, you will be successful. Um, th- there are also a lot of other activities and strategies that you can employ uh, to maximize your fundraising, which uh, we'll you know, be able to talk about with some of my, uh, my guests in the coming weeks and months. Um, there are Many many creative ways charity runners have raised significant funds um, for their causes. Um, you know, virtually an endless list. Uh, so we'll uh, learn some of those uh, from uh, from my guests. And of course, you don't have to do this alone. Uh, reach out if you'd like some help. Uh, shoot me an email uh, if you have specific questions or need me to clarify something um, I've said here. Um, the address is Mary at the Thanks for listening, please keep tuning in. Next week, uh, I kind of have a last minute schedule change. My guest will be Jim Morisi, Director of Business Development and Strategic Initiatives at Mercy Home for Boys and Girls here in Chicago. Uh, Mercy Home way back, I think it was 1990 uh, when it was still the LaSalle Bank Chicago Marathon. Uh, Mercy Home was the exclusive charity partner of the marathon. So we're gonna be hearing from uh, Jim Uh, And also hearing a big announcement. So be on the lookout for that next Thursday. Uh, I also have a great lineup of guests throughout April and into May, including Coach Denise uh, from uh, Run for Change, a first-time marathoner running with Gilda's Club, Chicago's Team Gilda. Uh, We're also going to hear from Team Paws, as well as a special visit from Marathoner Dale, who's going to share about life and running in Sydney, Australia. So exciting stuff coming up. Uh, You can also find the Cause Coach on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. If you want to run with us, the Cause Crew groups can be found on Facebook and Strava. Until next week, happy running and fundraising.